Hello there, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato of the Condo Expert. And you know, we're, we're always touching so many different subjects because when it comes to condominiums, wow, it doesn't matter whether it's in Ontario or whether it's even in Canada. You know, interesting enough, there's a lot of people that do own properties, uh, you know, in the U.S. Last week, wow, I got a fabulous email uh, Mr. Kevin Wilson, and he lives down in the state of Maryland, U.S. of A. And uh, it was wonderful to receive it because now it tells me that the condo expert has actually gotten all the way to the state of Maryland. And I'm speaking with Kevin Wilson, and he is a condo owner in the state of Maryland in the United States. And Kevin, you know, we talked a lot about all of the issues that you've had and lack of governance and accountability and, you know, condo board of directors that are really disappearing other than spending the money. Who knows what's going on with the corporation? You don't see any uh, financial statements. And now uh, you had a comment regarding another condo corporation where a president walked off with uh, tons of money. That's, that's, that's correct. Um, the, the Facebook, you know, with a... <laughs> Amazing social network uh, website. Uh, we were on, uh, him and I were on the state's attorney's. Uh, she's a friend of mine. Uh, we were on her page, and she had just received an award. And, and I had quickly invited her to come to our community to help us. And right after I made my statement, gentlemen, Made a, made a statement in my inbox, told me, you know, go to your inbox. And when I read the message, he said, you know, my brother, I right next to you for several years. I moved away two years ago. And, you know, the president that we were under, she literally stole $2 million and went down south without paying Pepco. So you kind of like wonder, and I was trying to get him to come along with me because I had a reporter to write about, she was going to write a commentary about our community. And he had decided to come along, but we were getting ready to expose what was going on here. Unfortunately, the newspaper that she was writing for had folded. So she had to return my information, you know, back to me. And it's not enough media attention, newspapers, and, uh, in this area to talk about the board of directors. I mean, one condo association that I know of made it to Channel 5, and that's because they had unity. This community has no unity. It's, 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 it's no more than three or four people. You know, well, and, 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 and that's, 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 that's sad, but don't be fooled when you drive down Prince, Prince place and you look at this uh, steel gate and you see the out, the out, the outside of the, the complex, you might tell yourself, hmm, I wouldn't mind living here, but I would recommend anyone and say, do not move based on my personal well, you know, I think 
it really makes it difficult for people. And, you know, I commend you for, you know, stepping forward and making your comments, because if you don't stand up for your rights, it's not going to get any better. You know, it's funny because, uh, I mean, you know, I'm the founder of the Condo Owners Association, which I created in March of 2010, so that the condo owners will have a voice, representation, and an association that could advocate for their rights. And we're right now in the midst of trying to work with our provincial government to make changes to the Provincial Condo Act. And, you know, and make sure that uh, there isn't undue power by the board of directors and to make sure that they're accountable for the decisions that they're making. But the biggest problem that we're running into is, is that there's no fines. There's nothing implemented where they have to be concerned if they're not operating. It's self-governed. And, you know, and, and the problem is, is I think if you open up that kind of responsibility and you have it self-governed and you're hoping that people are going to take these positions in good faith and operate them properly. The problem is time and time again, all over North America, it's proven that that hasn't been the case. Do you know that there's actually a statement here as well? And I'll read this one and and it'll show you that, you know what, Um, like, honestly, Kevin, you're not alone. I'm reading, increasingly, homeowners associations handle large amount of money. Embezzlement from association has occurred occasionally as a result of dishonored board, dishonest board members or community managers with losses up to millions of dollars. California's Davis-Sterling Act, which was designed to protect owners, requires that boards carry appropriate liability insurance to indemnify the association from any wrongdoing. The large budgets and expertise required to run such groups are a part of the argument behind mandating manager certification. Now, interesting, we don't have, you know, we don't have any degree of mandate on anything. And, you know, and I think some of that is a huge problem. And then you look back and now you can see here that they're saying that there is fines. The Supreme Court of two states, Virginia and Rhode Island, have ruled that an HOA, which is Homeowners Association's power to find residents, is an unconstitutional delegation of police and judicial power. And these are, you know, comments that have been thoroughly researched, and they're actually online here at Wikipedia under the uh, Homeowners Association. So, you know, what we talked about originally is, is that, you know, the ability for owners to register class action lawsuits against corporations could be a suggestion. But then the problem is, is that we're talking an awful lot of uh, legal expenses, again, on the homeowner, just to get what is rightfully theirs, which is proper governance of their condo corporation's uh, financials. Why should they have to pay to take legal action against corrupt people that have control of these large condo corporations? It doesn't seem fair. Well, you know, Linda, I, I, I concur. And I, I received an email from, her first name is Fran, and she's the chairperson of the Maryland, the Maryland Consumer Protection Agency. And based on what you just said, she sent an email in reference to that, to me, to a lot of Marylanders. She's asking us, knock down the door of Senator Barbara Mikulski and Senator Cardin's office 
so they can pass this bill so that the owners can collectively come together and sue these big corporations in a class action format. Now, I have gone as far, I can't go no higher than the governor. The, the governor office knows who I am. Assistant Attorney General office knows who I am. And they say one thing. They receive your correspondence, but it's the board, it's the board of directors' duty to rectify all problems. They send you right back to the board. The Prince George's County Police send you to the board. If you, if you, and everybody cannot afford a lawyer, that's the main problem. But I guarantee you, if it ever, if it ever comes a day where we can get to know people just alone, I guarantee you, if enough people are courageous enough to come forward for the, for the betterment of our communities, we would have a bona fide class action lawsuit. But, you know, that remains to be seen. So I'm living one day at a time, and I'm, I'm working hard to, you know, keep my investment and to move on. But in the meantime, you know, you have to stand up for what is right. And sometimes you got to stand alone. So I'm very grateful that I discovered you on LinkedIn because it should be shows like yours right right here in the state of Maryland in Washington, D.C. Because it's, it's pitiful. It's pitiful. It's pitiful. And we may never be able to prove if theft is going on, but I guarantee you, based on what former maintenance a worker told me, that's all I needed to hear, that, okay, you know, you go to a board meeting and you, you're dealing with thieves based on his experience. Now, I go to my first board meeting in reference to loud music and tech nuisance. The guy, the unit owner upstairs, tell the board he doesn't have a dog. Well, I took a picture of the dog to prove that he has a dog. And the only thing they did, Linda, they gave him a certain time frame to put down 80% of carpet, to make a long story short, he did not comply, and they did not enforce anything else. So at that point, that told, that told me I had to look outside this defense to get help. I've been to the community relations director, sat down with a council member and his staff, and I taught this guy in high school, the council member. They don't have any power. They don't have no power to discipline board members. So who does? Who can come in and discipline corrupt, negligent, incompetent, dishonest board members? Who? And I was always under the impression, you live and learn. I thought the management company, we've had several management companies, I thought the management company were was the party that, you know, recruit the board of directors. But it's just the opposite. There's people in this community who I did not vote for go out and get these management companies to come in, and we really haven't, we have yet to have a, a uh, real management company, let alone board of directors. I don't want to be on the board because they really wouldn't vote me in or they, they wouldn't vote Ray Austin in because we believe in cleaning up the dirt. So that's why we, we wouldn't become board members. We wouldn't be voted in, number one. And one lady was on the board 
when she smelled a rat, and so to speak, and she didn't give in to doing what was wrong, she got off the board. You know, she didn't want to be a, yeah. she didn't want to be a part of the negativity. Well, Not the interesting, you know, I, I have to throw something to you though, Kevin, you know, it's, it's interesting because there was an article, attorney general, Douglas Gansler. Yeah. Yes. Joined by 49 other state and territorial attorney generals and the consumer financial protection bureau, the CFPB today, actually announced a $2.1 billion joint state federal settlement with Aquin Financial Corporation and its subsidiaries. And basically what it is, is it's, uh, you know, it's with respect to reductions for distressed borrowers and, uh, you know, just because of everything that's been happening. And the title of that article, actually, and I'm just looking at it, it just says here, um, Distressed Maryland Homeowners Victimized by Aquin Mortgaging Services Abuse. And uh, it was quite you know, I, I glanced at it because, you know, obviously some of your politicians are stepping forward and, you know, dealing, they're addressing other issues. So maybe what they need to do is take that same kind of initiative and start to take a look at uh, what's going on, you know, in the whole condominium world with these board of directors and implement some type of new policy. I mean, it says here, under the terms of national settlement, Aquin agrees to $2 billion in first lien principal reductions and $125 million in cash payments to borrowers on nearly 185,000 foreclosed loans. It seems like, you know, it's kind of, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? You know, on one side, you know, you get reduced values and you have foreclosures and, you know, maybe people lost their jobs and they can't afford to make payments. And, you know, it makes a very difficult housing situation. On the other side, you've got people that are, like you said, struggling to make ends meet. They're able to keep their homes, luckily, you know, because they can afford that. But then all of a sudden now they have this, you know, excessive amount of maintenance fees, no financial documentation to show them, you know, where their monies are being spent and, you know, barely staying together to be able to afford their maintenance fees, recognizing that maybe the values of their properties have gone down. And if it was because they're paying for services is one thing, but that's not what they're doing. If there is corruption going on in the board and overpriced contracts, and people walking off with their money, and so on. You know, how are people going to be protected? Maybe this kind of a class action suit joined together, uh, you know, by a number of other states addressing this same issue could potentially be uh, you know, a viable suggestion. Well, I agree. I would love, I would love to meet other condo owners um, in in different states, and even condo owners in, you know, uh, Maryland, uh, Prince George's mm-hmm. County, where, you know, that could be executed because uh, it, it's, it's, it's terrible, Linda. It's, it's, it's terrible. Somebody, somebody has to, somebody has to step up, come together and, and present these facts to discipline these corrupt people. If not, it will continue to linger on and on and on and on, and it's uh it's sad. Uh, it's sad to be labeled as gorgeous Prince George's. That's the label that they have given this county, gorgeous Prince George's. Well, what is so gorgeous about it? And you know, I hope these senators will hear what the consumers have have to say. But 
I received that email yesterday, and it's it's mighty strange that you read that that information, and that's exactly what her first name is Fran. She wants every consumer to knock down the doors of those two senators' offices to pass this bill so that class action lawsuits can be permissible against these big corporations. And, you know, it, it has to be done sooner than later. Well, you know, I think that uh, just the whole demographics of that kind of thing could very well be adopted here in Ontario as well. And, uh, you know, especially because we do have our Condo Act review and, uh, you know, joint interest between Canada and the U.S. understanding both problems existing in, in, in North America. And uh, certainly what you're having over there is things that we're having over here. So we'll talk a little bit more about this. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert, and I'm having an excellent conversation with uh, Kevin Wilson, and he is a condo owner in the state of Maryland, and as you'd have it, they're having the same kind of issues that we're having here in Ontario. So hang tight, and we'll be right back. Linda Pinizzato, she's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com. Are you listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert? Get up, stand up, stand up for your right. 